0: If you believe, then just throw on a pair of your comfiest, coziest headphones and get ready to enjoy another episode of RSL Season Pass, brought to you by your fearless hosts, Alex, Ethan, and Cody, as they bring you up to speed on all the latest news and rumors about Rayal Salt Lake. Hello everybody and welcome to RSL Season Pass. I am Ethan Kershaw and I am joined today by the other two guys, Alex Maurer and Cody Kershaw to bring you all things Real Salt Lake for this last week. We have a jam-packed episode for you today. The end of the season is coming to a close and uh, we're here to bring you all of the RSL news. Uh, We've got our pod trivia segment today. To catch up on, we've also got a brief Monarch Minute on the episode. Um, we've got a little bit of a Royal Roundup as well, so starting to gear up for the Royal season. Um, no club news necessarily. It'll be combined in our uh, our Monarchs Minute segment. Um, and then we're going to go ahead and review the LA Galaxy game this last weekend, and finally preview the last regular season game for RSL. Before we do all of that, though, let's start with you, Cody. How are you doing? today i
1: am doing very well i have had some time off work the last few days so i've been able to get some rest and relaxation and been able to get some things done around the house so that has been very good for me um i was able to spend some time with the dogs today took them on a walk it was a nice day today so i have been doing really well um not too much going on that's new for me alex uh, how about you man how you doing
2: I also had a few days off work and I spent them in Santa Fe and Albuquerque and Durango and Blanding, Utah. We went on a little road trip that was splendid. We saw Meow Wolf in Santa Fe, which was one of the most enjoyable experiences of my life. It's like an interactive museum if you don't know what it is. And if you don't know what it is, don't look it up and just go because you should be surprised because it is just a truly amazing experience. And then we saw the eclipse in Albuquerque saw a new Mexico United game. Shout out Justin Portillo. He had an assist in that one. It was awesome to watch Nice. and had a very enjoyable time and I didn't do any work over the weekend. And so I was scrambling to lesson plan tonight and I came up with a killer idea to teach parts of speech. So no biggie there, but no more Monday scaries because I got that figured out and ready to go for tomorrow. So very excited about that. Ethan, I see you in a brand new jersey that looks to still have the tags on it. Is
0: that is that correct? Yeah, I'm just I haven't taken them off yet. But well, you are wearing with it. Laziness. I am wearing it. Yes. This is <laughs> so right.
2: you just want everyone to know it's brand new.
0: Sure. I don't know. I'll cut it off when I go out in public, but I'm not in public right now. And uh, nobody can see we don't post the video. So just but it's behind not the just, camera. you know, a little bit uncomfortable. No, it's actually not. I thought it was going to be a little bit. But OK, it's, it's not more bad. power to you. My beard's also getting longer, and so that's more itchy than the tags right now. Um, I do need to shave. Uh, but um, doing good. Doing good. Um, saw the eclipse as well, which is really, really cool. Cody, did you see the eclipse as well?
1: I, Ethan, you sound a little
0: bit pixelated.
1: I think you're trying to stream too many things at one time right now. Uh, yeah, my guess I, is Monday Night Football is sucking up <laughs> some of your internet right now. It, we're, I assume you're asking if I saw the eclipse. I did see the yeah, eclipse. I, I, was, I actually... So, funny story for this last weekend, we played against Weaver State's uh, college team. And uh, I can only assume it was their B team. They were still quite good. Um, they ended up beating our team, I think it was five or six to zero. We had a, a couple guys that were in their 40s, later 40s, that were uh, subbing for our team. And we didn't have any subs for that game. And they had basically two full teams. So, uh, good shot to Weaver State's team. I'm sure it was not much of a challenge <laughs> for them. Um, but anyway, went up to Ogden for that and stopped halfway there to watch the eclipse. Um, so that was a, a very busy day for me. Um, cool. But it was a good time still.
0: Good yeah, I went time. to a, I went to a very mountainous area to view the eclipse. Um, it was really cool because it got like really cold and really dark when the eclipse happened. So um, yeah, it was an awesome event. Um, other than that, just spending a lot of time with my family, which is great. Um, a lot of car rides because we went to Manti. Manti is like three hours from my house in Leighton. I didn't think it was that far away. But uh, it was, so it's a fun little car ride there. Um, Shall we go ahead and dive into the episode today? I think we shall. Shall we first say, though, that you should follow RSL Season Pass on Twitter, at RSL Season Pass, and then, if you're trying to find where in the world can I listen to these episodes at, as you're currently listening to this episode right now, you can find our episodes at rslseasonpass.com. Also, be sure to leave a question in the Pod Trivia database, because Alex is currently struggling for questions to find at a dearth of options right now. So go ahead and get those questions in. And also thank you to everybody who has left a, a review or a rating, um, wherever you listen to your podcast for RSL season pass. Thank you very much for that very much helps the podcast and uh, helps us grow, which is always great. Um, speaking of growing, let's go ahead and, uh, grow this episode and start off with our pod trivia segment. Alex, do you have a question for us today? I
2: do, Robot Ethan. Thank you very much for asking. It was <laughs> a little bad. bit pixelated on it. Does it
1: involve asking Ethan about his internet connection? <laughs> it does, <laughs> it does
2: not, but maybe one of these is, is three humans now? could help Ethan out. We're just going to pretend you didn't ask, Ethan. We're going to say that <laughs> one of these three humans could help you get better internet if they wanted to. The question for you two boys is this. We are playing the Colorado Rapids, owned by one Stan Kroenke, owner of the Los Angeles Rams, whose house in which the Chargers are now playing, and I have to assume Ethan is watching and sucking up all of his Not internet. anymore.
0: What I want. Did you actually close it? I closed it because I assume that was probably the issue, so. Oh, then we'll be fine. Okay, then I'll stop picking on you. Stan Kroenke,
2: is his net worth greater than, less than, or equal to the combined net worth of David Blitzer and Ryan Smith? So Stan Kroenke, owner of the Los Angeles Rams, the Arsenal Arsenals, and of course, his biggest ticket item, the Colorado Rapids. Is his net worth greater than, equal to, or less than that of a combined blitzer and Ryan Smith. Cody, I'll go to you first.
1: I'm going to say less than because I know Blitzer has his hand in a lot of different pots, and I know we've been informed of some of them, and I don't think I even know the full extent of what he, he's uh, got his hand in, so I'm going to say Stan Kroenke's net worth is less than the combined of Ryan Smith and uh, David Blitzer.
2: Ethan Kershaw, the question goes to you.
0: You gave the the equals to... Option, so I want to go there, but I'm going to say just to be contrarian, we'll go greater than. It is indeed greater
2: than, and it is much greater than. Boys, Ryan Smith and David Blitzer combined for an estimated 3.5 billion dollars in net worth. Stan Kroenke, 10.9. Wow, Colorado Rapids, the almost the lowest spenders in MLS have been for a decade. The team sucks because he doesn't invest. <laughs> and he could he could throw $100 million at that team, make them the highest penners in MLS and literally not even notice. It would be an accounting error. And yet, here we are. I guess you don't get rich making bad money moves like that. But that is our pod trivia segment for the day. That came from yours truly because the pod trivia database is empty. So if you've got a free five minutes, come up with a question and throw it our way. And I will
1: thank you. It's got to be frustrating to be a Rapids fan. I know we we talked for a long time about how frustrating it was being a Real Salt Lake fan with not having any money be spent. Imagine being a Rapids fan, being at the bottom of the table. Your owner has the net worth of over ten billion dollars, and he's not spending any money to improve your team. And you, you have, have to watch. Suck.
2: You have to watch Monday Night Football in SoFi Stadium, which was a three billion dollar yep. investment investment i guess which is one of the most beautiful buildings i've ever been in in my life but it must be struggling for rapids
0: fans to watch their team Ah, that's got to be crushing crushing be terrible and they can't even win the rocky mountain cup because we own them so everyone kind of owns them right now this is true that is a very good point (laughs) we'll talk about how bad the rapids are on the episode a little bit later before we do that uh alex we have a monarchs minute to talk about go ahead and let us know what's going on with the team We do. I really didn't think we would have one today, but we were
2: saved when four RSL players were on international duty. A bunch of them were injured, and one of them got a red card. Because of that, we needed to sign three players from emergency, or what is the rule called? Hardship. Extreme hardship, hardship, yeah. Yeah, so because of that, we got to sign Axel Kai, who should be on a first-team roster spot because he was signed to the first team. Must have been perpetually loaned to the Monarchs. Griffin Dillon from Draper, Utah, which is pretty exciting. And then Xavier Gozo, who I believe came, or I know came up through the academy and is getting his first ever playing time with Real Salt Lake. Axel Kai played for us in one of those Exhibition Leagues Cup games before the Leagues Cup was really the Leagues Cup, but this was his first competitive minutes with RSL, and I thought he did pretty well, but we will get to that later in our game review. The one thing I will say is that the Monarchs are a completely wasted resource. If you saw me break my Twitter hiatus, it was because this is the one thing that just gets me more excited than any other, is to talk about the Monarchs, and the only time we ever use them is out of necessity, is out of extreme hardship. We never choose to do this. So when the club is patting themselves on the back for calling up three of these players and giving them minutes, Don't allow that to happen. Don't let that be the case. Don't pretend like they're actually doing anything extremely positive because they're not. They're only doing this because it is an absolute necessity. It is literally extreme hardship. And until they start doing these things out of choice, the Monarchs will continue to be a wasted resource. And if I was a young, aspiring soccer pro, I would look elsewhere. But that is enough of that. Ethan and Cody, any comments on the Monarchs Minute?
1: I don't have any strong feelings towards it. I mean, I do like that Axel Kai, despite the fact that he played a very limited number of games for the Monarchs towards the end of their season, was able to get some playing time in this game. I think we've all wanted to see more growth and more progression from him. And I don't know that, you know, six minutes in this game or however many it ended up being, 10 minutes in this game is what he needs for that. But I think that is indicative that, you know, maybe next season he's able to take that next step.
0: I would say it is actually good for the club for getting these guys a little bit of minutes. They could have not even subbed these guys in at all, or uh, they could have subbed somebody else in, a.k.a. Scott Caldwell, who's the only other guy. Him him and Griffin Dillon were the only two guys that were non-goalkeeper positions that had not been subbed into this game. Poor Scott Caldwell. Not played a lot this year. Uh, This sat around that I'm willing to give you the right thing for the wrong reasons is still
2: probably the right thing so I am happy they got minutes I just don't think it's anything to pat ourselves on the back for as an organization
0: that's fair let's go ahead and move on past the monarchs news good for Axel Kai Xavier Gozo Griffin Dylan getting an opportunity and some exposure with the first team Cody we have a royal roundup today go ahead and let us know what is happening with the women's team
1: yeah, so this is a small piece of news that it sounds like is probably going to come out in just a few days um, anyways, but Caleb Turner actually tweeted this out um, in regards to the uh, some information on the Royals and an announcement coming on the 26th of October. Looks like it's going to be uh, about some breaking ground on their training facility uh, in Harriman, which is going to be, it sounds like, uh, next to or right by the training facility that's already in place for the academy there. Um, so it's probably gonna be some news on that. And in his tweet, he mentions a few other updates. There's nothing specific there. So, um, if it is by that facility, do we think that was
2: land that RSL is an organization already owned? Or do we think that he who shall not be named sold us that land, despite the fact that he apparently hates Ryan Smith? That is a very spicy question. Because all the land out there is DLH land, right? Right, right. I refuse to say the man's name. Right. I wonder. Maybe he just
1: marked it up and they were just willing to pay it. I I would almost assume that this is land that they had already purchased, possibly knowing that they wanted to expand this Yeah, there is a big empty field
2: back there behind the stadium, like north of the stadium. So I wonder if they just already owned that and that's where it's going. They could have. Because that is interesting to me.
1: That would (laughs) that is very interesting, and I would be curious to know the answer to that. But um, so like I said, there's a couple other updates. It looks like slated for that day. We'll have to see and uh, wait and see what else comes out that day to find out what other updates we have. But Mm -hmm. that is it for the Royal Roundup today.
0: Cody, I see that the club
1: is now using the term Royal Roundup. Are you
2: going to seek royalties or how is that going to go down? royalties that's nice you know
1: yeah thank you the club recently posted a royal roundup on their twitter page and they are using the term royal roundup for their roundup of things happening in the league and we are using mm. the royal roundup for the term for things happening with the team so if they continue using that term then uh yeah we're <laughs> definitely gonna be seeking royalties
0: for so that. somebody somebody listened to the podcast and uh-huh. like they heard <laughs> so-
1: <laughs> we are massive what can i
2: say yeah yep yeah. we have a lot of <laughs> listeners As soon as they put out a Monarchs Minute, it is, as
1: Hayden Nielsen would say, on site. (laughs) Hey, if you guys are listening, um, uh, if the Royals are listening, please just go sign Alex Morgan and uh, make it happen. So,
0: thank you. They definitely are listening because they took our our segment. So, um, regardless, let's go ahead and move on to the LA Galaxy Review. This game was on Saturday. Over the weekend, one of three games on Saturday – um, something a little more unique that you don't see as much. This game, if you remember, was rescheduled. Um, RSL was scheduled to play this game before the Houston regular season game, where RSL got absolutely schlacked. Um, it was a sandwich of Houston games, bad weather in LA, so this game was rescheduled to today. So it's kind of a makeup game. Um, RSL on the road for this one, and the beginning of the game goes exactly the way you thought it would. It's kind of been a recurring theme lately where RSL just doesn't start off games very well. And uh, Dejan Jovalich gets a goal in the seventh minute. Nice ball into the box and completely wrong ways Zach McMath. McMath's momentum is taking him the other way. And uh, I know Alex will have a little bit of an analysis on this goal and the the terrible defending on it. Um, Just a very easy, simple goal for the LA Galaxy to put them up one to zero. A little bit later in this one, Douglas Costa gets a one-touch ball from Billy Sharp up top. And Costa's one-on-one with Zach McMath, a player like Douglas Costa, you know he's going to put it away. And he does so. The Galaxy go up 2-0. to zero. And uh, at just before halftime, just before the stroke of halftime, Anderson Julio gets the, the ball. It's a, a ball that's kind of bounced around. Palacio gets the ball outside the box. And Palacio, rather than shooting... Takes time, shows his patience, gets the ball to Anderson Julio, who has a nice shot but is deflected. Um, the goalkeeper is headed one way. The deflection goes right past him into the net. And RSL luckily just down 2-1 at halftime with some life. This game continues on with a plenty, plenty of chances for both teams. And in the 76th minute, Diego Luna, one of the best players in the game for RSL, gets a goal. It's a beautiful goal. Bounces out to him. He takes a touch. Takes uh, is is very patient with the opportunity and then strokes the ball across the goalkeeper's face and into the net to put RSL two goals. And that's how this game would end. Two to two, RSL gets one point on the road against the Galaxy uh, in a game where they're just fighting for playoff positioning. Um, Some stats in this one, RSL had 18 total shots with only five on goal. Galaxy had 14 shots, half of those seven on goal. Personally, I thought the Galaxy were the much better team. They controlled this game. They had a lot of opportunities. Zach McMath had a heck of a game stood on his head. And if he hadn't had so many awesome saves in this one, RSL probably loses this game. The defending was not great at times. The finishing, not great for the most part for RSL. Lucky to get two goals in this one. Um, and they'll take the point back home. Uh, guys, What t- tell me about this game. Is this a good team In a good game or is it a bad team and a bad game? What is it?
1: I'm going to send it to Alex first, because I think I know he's got some pretty strong thoughts (laughs) at towards the beginning of this game.
2: (laughs) Man, I am done arguing over who is worse, Marcelo Silva or Brian Vera, because I think they're both really bad bad options at center back. (laughs) And and you laugh, but it's it's where I'm at. If you look at the first goal, Brian Vera makes one of the strangest steps I've ever seen. He cuts off. He has a winger running directly at him and he cuts off the center run so like at the top of the box he faces his body parallel with the sideline and lo and behold that leaves the path directly in front of the winger wide open and he takes one more touch and plays in a perfect cross into goal he does nothing to slow him down towards goal whatsoever he made it so he couldn't go to the circle of the top of the box and that was it it was a really strange step it was a really bad read and i am just not surprised at this point anymore that slow reads happen from brian barrett speaking of in the 41st minute he is 10 yards behind the next closest person to him in the back line
0: wait, wait, wait. what happened before
2: that though Oh, Marcelo Silva had a really bad tackle. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. kind of bails out in a and leaves Vera 1v1 and he didn't even get close to the ball and it was not fun to watch. Thank you, Ethan. So yes, it does go both ways. But Brian Berry Brian in that situation is 10 yards further back than the next closest player. And I don't know how you get that far behind the rest of your back line, especially as a center back. I just don't see how you can't see forward and see what kind of gaps that opens up and then it makes a very very simple one two in which they will go on and score so yeah you mentioned the defending's really bad and i think we are lucky that glad got suspended last game and not this game and that we'll have him for the playoffs however i don't think he's the answer because i don't think he can do it by himself and i don't think either one of those is a nice compliment to him Ethan, before we recorded, you mentioned that when is RSL going to go out and make a splashy signing at center back? And unfortunately, Brian Vera is that signing. He's the most we've ever paid for a defender, and we have played him exclusively at center back. So he is supposed to be a splashy center back signing, and he is just anything but, in my opinion. And so I'm, I'm done arguing over which of the two is worse, because I think that's just, at this point, reductive. I used to think Marcelo Silva was much better, and now they're just trading blows with who can have a worse 90 minutes. And I think we are extremely limited in our ceiling if we cannot keep balls out of the net. And I just don't see how we do. If we have this performance against a better Western Conference team, like, oh, I don't know one we might see in the playoffs. It's three or four zero. And at that point, I think it's the comeback is dead. I mean, Galaxy were pretty poor in front of goal. As you mentioned, only half of their 14 shots on target. And those that were, weren't super high quality chances. So, I don't know. I feel a little bit down. The offense is so lackluster because of so many injuries and call-ups that I don't feel like I can be too harsh on them, but this is the team we're going to have for the playoffs. I mean, you had Luna in there, you had Gomez, you're missing Chicho and Sava, but beyond that, and I know saying beyond that is tough because they're the two best players on the roster, but you're not gonna be able to count on Chicho for the playoffs with his injury. Savarino clearly doesn't really travel. So I don't know, Ethan, you're waving your finger. No, you can count on Chicho. Is that the case?
0: I think so. Um, based on something that I heard from somebody within the club, they think that Chicho's injury is is not extremely serious. It's one that's gonna that they're precau like as a precaution keeping him out of these last few regular season games, and they expect they fully expect him to be back for the playoffs and be able to, to play ninety minutes, I think. So hmm. that was
1: that was my call last week about
0: it. Yeah, I think think that's what's press
2: x to doubt i think he does not start the first of our potentially three playoff games i bet he is not 90 minutes fit come the first playoff game which maybe not,
0: is... n- maybe not 90 minutes fit i bet he starts i, I... It, we need it i'll take, <laughs> take that free. bet i'll take that bet should we do it no no <laughs> my, my father taught me a very valuable lesson about betting uh, when I was to younger. never do it so, uh, yeah pretty much yep it's never unfair. do it
1: and now Ethan's the sports better of the family Cody I've gone um, on
2: far too long tell me about this <laughs> I game. just tell me the positive tell me something I can
1: be happy about please well I can't I'm yet you. because I, I, you. I have to I wanted to add my my two cents to the defending in this game looking at our ratings uh, for our team this game I'm looking at foot mobbing, and Emeka and Ellie and Palacio in the middle both have so Emeka ended with a 7.9 Palacio ended with eight and I actually think they did pretty well in this game um, obviously the glaring uh, the glaring hole in our team was the defense. Uh, Marcelo Silva and Brian Vera. Marcelo Silva had 6.5. Brian Vera had 6.3 in this game. Two of the lowest ratings uh, in the starting lineup. And I agree with what you said, Alex, in the first play. I mean, Brian Vera gets... uh, I don't know what that step is. I don't know why he's making it. It almost looks like he's trying to block an early cross into the box. and From it just the top of him. the box,
2: it's so weird. It makes it no sense. And he totally yep. flat-foots himself. Like, it's not a yep. step. It's a lunge that takes his balance completely out of the it's play. Like, it's
1: like if you were to stab in to, to kick the ball away, and, and you don't get anywhere close to the ball or the player. And I'm, I'm glad he didn't get the player because it would have been a penalty. Um, but I, in the second goal, the other frustrating thing that I saw at that point was the ball gets – first time passed over to uh who is it douglas costa i think and brian vera just gives up running he hadn't shot the ball yet the 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 play was still going brian is jogging towards him and to me that was a little bit indicative of him just saying well i can't do this by myself or i'm not in a great position so i'm just going to give up and to his credit the other center back Marcelo Silva did not track back and neither one of the midfielders seeing that Marcelo Silva was out of position did not track back to cover his gap in the defense. I think we probably got caught off a little bit on some of these counter attacks, but we have got to figure out that transition play with our defenders. We have got to fill in those gaps. If our, if our defense is out of position then our midfield has to fill those holes. Um, and I think that was one of the biggest issues for us this game. I wanted to highlight, uh, Diego Luna's goal. I love that step that he took before he shot. Cause if you watch the keeper, it forces the keeper a little bit further to that inside post and gives Diego just enough space to finish it in the far side. So I thought it was great play from Diego. I thought he had a great game. Um, Zach McMath had a really great game. Honestly, I think he's the reason that this game wasn't three, two or four, two. Um, and that's, I think that's overall my thoughts. Our defense is in a, a really rough place. I notice Andrew Brody being caught out attacking a lot of the time. It seems like he's part of the reason that we have these gaps in our transition that he can't get back to cover, and that might be part of it as well. Let's he not forget
0: scored. to let's not forget to mention that Andrew Brody had an absolute howler four place. yards, uh, four yards from goal, just him and the goalkeeper, and just not just, even him and the his. goalkeeper, him in the back of the net. Yeah. It was him in the goalkeeper, he hits as hard as he can and just bounces off the crossbar and, and way out. So uh, it was unfortunate. I'm going to give him a little bit of a break because he's not a natural striker. And we've seen the bad uh, like shooting from Andrew Brody in the past. He has had a couple of good shots, but um, yeah, not great from Andrew Brody. I will say Brian Oviedo maybe was not seen as much in this game, but he's silently been pretty consistent defensively and in the attack as well for RSL. And I think probably to a point where he's almost solidified himself back into the starting lineup at that left back spot. Um, and I the don't Cody know who is, else you put there, right? Uh, you could put Andrew Brody back there, but I think Oviedo is a better option probably at this point. I Cody, agree. you mentioned Zach McMath. Um, I agree. Just some saves that were incredible in this game. Alex, you continued to ask throughout the season, where are where are some stops that he makes that Gavin Beavers wouldn't be able to make? And I think... This maybe is the first game where that happens. I maybe thought the exact same thing too, But but there were some fantastic saves from McMath. Some really smart plays by him uh, to keep RSL in this game. Honestly, like there's some like I, the one I can think of is in that forty first minute where where Marcelo Silva misses the ball. Brian Vera is playing way far back in the line, and the cross just comes in, and McMath has it looked like it was almost gonna be some bad positioning. But he saved us. He had a nice save there, picks up the ball and gets it out. So It did look like he, he misread it, though, didn't it? It looked it, yeah. like he came for the cross and missed it and got but he had told out him with him the save. save. But he made he the save. Figured it out. Um, Cody, talking about the midfield as well. I agree. I think Diego Luna and Zach McMath probably share MVP of this game. It's a big moment by Diego Luna to, to tie this game and get a point for the team at uh, end of the season, um, especially when he was depended on. I agree with Theo Meccanelli. Ellie. Probably, probably not. In, I think he's more preferred at it right back now, but um, he did a serviceable job. He had some mistakes, which were to be expected in this game. And you're right, Palacio. I, I would say this is a game where we needed him to step up because you've got no Lawfulson, you've got no Pablo Ruiz. Like it's basically just him holding it down defense defensively, um, trying to help with Emeka Nelly. I thought he did a pretty good job. And then Michael Chang. Let's not forget about Michael Chang. I thought Chang did a solid job. Like he was serviceable. He wasn't terrible in this game. Um, And so good enough for Mike Helching. Shall we talk about the attackers? I have a really quick uh, trivia
1: question for you guys. I Uh, love a mid-game pod trivia. Based off of our starting 11 in this game. I want to ask you guys, this is going to be a pretty straightforward question.
0: No, it was the answer.
1: (laughs) Which, Which player do you think had the highest passing percentage in this game? or could also be looked at as the best passing percentage. Ethan, if you've already looked at this, then don't answer it. I, but I haven't,
0: but uh, based on what I just said, I'm going to I'm gonna say Michael Chang. Who? Chang. Okay.
1: Axel Kai. <laughs> Axel Kai. <laughs> I'm going to say of the starters. Uh, Palacio. Nice, we've got Palacio and Chang. You guys are both wrong. It was a Mecca and Ellie. He had 98% passes <sighs> completed. He's that guy in this game. Really good. However, I want to point out with it that he only had an expected assist of 0.04. So likely a lot of those passes are probably lateral or back to defense. Um, not a whole lot of meaningful passes. However, it can be very valuable to have a guy in the midfield who knows how to Keep the ball and not lose possession. That's do you fair. guys
2: think he is out of the doghouse or do you think we were just so stretched and we had to have somebody
1: play that spot? I think it's the latter. Unfortunately. I do too, but I think this goes a long ways to getting him out of the doghouse. I Yeah, think so. doghouse. I agree.
0: I, yeah it, it, it might be interesting to see what Pablo decides to do at right back. It's probably still Andrew Brody, but like I still i st- I prefer personally a Mecca Always, every day. Give me a Mecca Nelly. Um, the attackers, Demir Krylock started this game uh just rsl being stretched thin forces demir Krylock and anderson julio to start this game up top demir Krylock looked like a pumpkin Uh, that's funny because halloween's coming up and he definitely played the part in this one um just not great at all subs out of this game and the team looked better after he came out of the game in my mind anderson julio i thought he had a lot of opportunities uh just speed kills in in a game like this and Um, He had some chances, but uh, unfortunately couldn't put anything away. He also leaves this game later um, as well. Um, Guys coming on later in the game attacking-wise, Andres Gomez had a breakaway opportunity and a good move uh, inside the box. Unfortunately, shot the ball straight at the goalkeeper, but I like to see it. I think Andres Gomez's stock is steadily headed upwards, headed in the playoffs, which is good to have. Uh, Bodhi Hidalgo also comes on at the end of the game, if you remember right at the end of this game, uh man, it was let's see so it was uh Bodhi Hidalgo comes in in the 46th minute, just so just out of halftime, right? Pablo takes out Brian Vera and puts Bodhi Hidalgo, Brian Oviedo, and Marcelo Silva as the three center backs in a three-center back formation, and then just goes basically all-out attack to try and get the last goal. It worked! Somehow, they kept a clean sheet in the second half, which is Amazing and a miracle in and of itself. Very interesting change of formation there. And Jasper Wuffelson uh, gets his first action in this game since his ankle injury was listed as probable. Comes in in the 75th minute to see this game out. It's good to have him back. I would say it's probably pretty likely he starts the the Colorado Rapids game as well.
2: I don't disagree. I think the Colorado Rapids game is going to be pretty much
0: a wash. I don't. And maybe are we ready to
2: Move well, let's, the preview is there. Anything yeah, to
0: say? I, I guess we slightly touched on the fact that Xavier Gozo and uh and Axel Kai came into this game in the 84th minute. Uh, Axel Kai being the fourth youngest MLS player to ever play in the league, getting this uh the, the opportunity to play a little bit here. Xavier Gozo as well, a goal machine for the Monarchs opportunity to play Griffin. Dylan, unfortunately, sat on the shelf. No opportunity for him. This game may have opportunities in the future, though. So you love to see it. Youth from the Monarchs getting to play for the first team. Uh,
1: Axel Kai is still 15 years old, right? Yes, that is correct. Do we know when he turns 16?
0: Could have already happened based on how big that guy is, but... <laughs> that is one Google search away. <laughs> Alex is looking that up. Um, I did want
1: to point out, too, with this game ending in a draw, this puts us tied for fifth right now. I believe we get the tiebreaker, so that puts us the the fifth. Yep, fifth.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: over the white caps. Uh, and so... With that being said, and, and the final game to go, I mean, there's there's a couple different outcomes that we could see.
2: Axel's birthday is December thirtieth, so he will be turning sixteen soon. I feel like he's been fifteen forever. Like, <laughs> he signed as like an early fourteen-year-old, so he has been he has been fifteen for almost a year.
1: Cody, yeah, maybe next it's just because year he, he disappeared from the Monarchs this year. That I next felt year, like, yeah.
0: yeah. Axel's getting minutes next year for the first team, and they'll like. They'll just be like Axel Kai, fifteen-year-old player for Real Salt Lake. I'm gonna call him out of the on the game. It if they do like that. <laughs> they're just gonna keep saying he's fifteen years old every year, and he'll just stay fifteen. <laughs> I mean, he looks like he's older than fifteen. So maybe when he's like ninety years old, they'll still say he's fifteen. I would believe um, it. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. I, but those I, guys I, played well. I, Alex, this is, they're, yeah. they're my guys. Axel Kai Watch it
2: 2023, man. We're it's done. It's over. We have finished it's Axel Kai over. Watch 2023. He played well. He looked comfortable. It's a horrible game script to come into trying to claw go back in on the road. Didn't have many opportunities. Give him another chance in Colorado. Give him a start. Dami, as you said, Cody, the team looks better without him. I said a year ago he should have been a super sub from the start of 2022. It's over. It's over, folks. As well, we were apparently called out on Twitter. He does not have a guaranteed extension next year. The club's release on that is terrible. <laughs> it's at no point. Do they allude to the fact that it is a club option. They say he is extended for 2024. So I am still under the impression that he is extended until 2024 until the club puts out another statement for Demir for Demir. It's it, an it, option. I, I That was not, that has not been said to me. And well, it
0: was said to me
2: based like, on, <laughs> I don't know. I still don't think based on that conversation, we know for sure. I think I was under the. Read the club release and tell Let me, me that it is I'll a, a break club it option. Regardless, it's, regardless.
0: regardless I'm not. It's not. Me. It is a I'll break it down for, for the listeners. 2024. It is a club option for 2025. For regardless
1: probably. of Ethan or Alex, I'll break it down for the listeners. We may or may not have Dami next year.
2: Yeah, whatever. The ship has sailed. He's, he's cooked. <laughs> the man cannot play 90 minutes. Done. He cannot play 60 minutes, and he really shouldn't. Axel yeah. Kai next to an Anderson Julio. See what you can do in Colorado. I don't mm-hmm. think the game matters a whole lot. You've made the playoffs. If it's a seeding thing, we can't be in the play-in game, right? Like, we've passed no, that. we can't.
0: We can't. And we'll talk about those options in a second. Okay. Um, wanna, Give Axel a shot. I, I want to say one thing about Demir. Remember the game that Demir looked the best this season? What team it was against? Uh, Reno... 801 whatever Reno, <laughs> <laughs> Reno, that's know i had that number in my head i couldn't come up. memphis 901 that's the team name. <laughs> no no it was against the las vegas light las vegas i knew open it was cup. see
2: that so I, was, I couldn't remember who hey, it was. They're, the they're, they're a tough team, team to be fair yeah they first are
0: team for rsl in the open cup um that's it that's a usl championship team and so and he did I, go 120 I, in that game and those were all the minutes that he had we he yeah, had 120 yeah. and that's where we chose to spend them yeah i think um i, I think that's Probably the level of play where he belongs, unfortunately. It looks like that's probably as far high up as he can play at this point. So it's very unfortunate for Demir Krylock. Alex, you wanted some positives from this game. Positives I think you can take away. Um, RSL's ability to stay in games and fight. Fight like crazy. The announcers on the broadcast said it. It's something that keeps RSL in games quite a bit of time, especially when they go down, is their ability to just keep fighting, keep chipping away, and get back into games. And they did it in this one and get a point. Another thing. You mentioned all the young guys getting time in this game. I think we saw bright moments and bright minutes from guys like Diego Luna, uh, Andres Gomez, the the two young guys in Gozo and Kai that came in. And so I think it was a good developmental game where we still managed to take a point away. So I think those are some positives. Galaxy, while they're out of the playoffs and they have nothing to play for, it's Pride. And as I mentioned last week, Pride goes a long way, and it did in this game. Um, speaking of Pride, another team that's got Pride to play for are the Colorado Rapids. We're going to go ahead and preview this game. It is an away game on Saturday, October 21st at 7 p.m. This is decision day. The Colorado Rapids uh, this year have accumulated a grand total of five wins uh, only. uh, (laughs) 12 draws and uh, and a massive 16 losses uh, with a total of 27 points. They are dead last in the West. Um, and they've been sending their starters to go play in MLS Next Pro, which you can tell I'm still kind of salty about. But whatever. Um, hey, it worked for us, fan Won us a championship. They they still have pride to play for. This is the last regular season game. It's a home game for them, so I think they're going to want to give something for their fans to to be happy about in a year that there hasn't been a lot to be happy about for this team. So don't get me wrong. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna roll over in this game. I don't think they're just gonna be. like, look like the worst team in the West. I think they're going to look better than that. That being said, this is a game that RSL doesn't need to get into the playoffs, but if you do want to have a higher seed um, in the playoffs, then it's, it's something to kind of fight for, especially given some of the other matchups around the league, around the league, which we'll talk about in a little bit. We'll talk about playoff scenarios after we fully previewed this game and kind of what that looks like for RSL. For me, though, I think RSL gets the job done. It's hard to say what the lineup is going to look like. I would assume that Justin Glad is back for this game starting, um, which we mentioned maybe that's not too much of a help for this team. I still think RSL does fine. I think they filled a, a, a competitive lineup that wants it enough. And I'm going to say the rsl wins this game three to one Uh, that's what
2: i was just about to say man i had written it down
0: let's not forget i predicted the la galaxy game last week correct and that Uh was the same score that you wanted to Uh so I'll, I'll, i'll let you in on that one we predicted the game right last week so I am.
2: That's too kind of you, Ethan. I appreciate that. I think we're going to crush them. I think they suck. I think they're terrible. And I think we are truly a better road team than we are a home team. And I will get to that more in just a moment. But I agree. I think we're going to win, let's say 3-1 because Ethan, you you, man, you moved the show along and you got there first and you deserve it.
1: I'm going to say 3-0. We crushed the Colorado Rapids because they suck. Well, I was just going to guess 3-0, so I am going to change mine a little bit and say 2-0 um, because I think we'll probably be missing a little bit of firepower for this game, and so, you know, two goals might be a ceiling for us against a team that sucks. I mean, they are not called the it's for nothing. Uh, they have scored the same amount of goals as Toronto, who are the lowest in the league by points. Uh, they have a negative 27 goal differential, which is just terrible. Uh, I don't really think Colorado is going to be fighting for anything in this game. Ethan, I know you said that you don't think they're they're going to look like the worst team in the league. But the biggest problem with Colorado is the entire season they've tried to not look like the worst team in the <laughs> league. And here they are, one of the worst teams in the league. So I don't know that they can help themselves uh, on Saturday. And I and I think that's, that'll probably show.
2: Ones to watch for you two. Ethan? Anyone at all? Ethan's I cannot muted. hear you if you're talking. <laughs> I was very concerned. <laughs> I was worried about him. Ethan, who's your one to watch?
0: I, mean, I muted myself. So <laughs> oh boy, let's we're get recording right this at like 830 at night. So it's uh yeah, it's a long night. Um, I'm just looking through some of the guys that uh, are going to be my ones to watch. I think, let's see, is international? When is international duty over? I think international duty is done by Tuesday which is tomorrow. We're recording this on a Monday night. Um, I, I think international duty is over Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if that's the case, we'll have the guys that are on international leave back. It's It remains to be seen how many minutes those guys will be playing. If those guys are back, my one to watch is going to be Rubio Rubin I'm going to assume that he starts in this game, probably over Demir Krylok. Um, and I want him to play well. And... He usually plays well after playing with the Guatemala national team. Got a goal with Guatemala in their last game as well. And so he usually translates that play pretty well right after playing with the Guatemala national team. One to watch is going to be Rubio Rubin. If he doesn't play, it's going to be Emeka and Nelly. Um, if we're still shorthanded with guys on international leave, I think Emeka and Nelly starts. Whether it be at right back or defensive midfielder, I don't know. Probably a defensive midfielder. Um, and Cody, you mentioned the pass accuracy. I did not know that. 98% pass accuracy. If he can play like that, not make any, not uh, make less mistakes, I will say, in the midfield, he'll be key for this team. Um, so I'm Rubio Rubin. I would love Rubio Rubin to come back and
2: play so next adding. to Axel Kai and be awesome, but I don't know that that's going to be the case. My one to watch is. I, do, I don't think that's going to be the case because I don't think Ruby Reed starts. That's Nothing. why, to, to clear that up. I think he would be good next to Axel Kai. My one to watch is going to be whoever is next to Justin Glad, because that person is that on all caps Guerra. fraud watch. I think it's going to be Brian Vera, but I don't that's know fair. that it's going to be Brian Vera. We have seen coaches in the past at RSL overlook Justin Glad for elder statesman center backs going into the playoff stretch. Happened with Netum. It happened with Olave at one point. Nedim. Yeah, Nedam Onuaha, throwing it way back, who also for RSL, it's Nedam. Okay. Isn't it? Mm, Okay. Yeah, because we don't need him. (laughs) (laughs) Who also was not a very good center back for RSL. Let's get over it. His biggest story here was when he got cooked by Zlatan, and Zlatan was a little bit mean to him, (laughs) so let's get over that. Uh, But I think that person, whoever it is, whether it be uh, Vera or Marcelo, both of them are on Fraud Watch for me, and I don't know that you can trust either of them going into the playoffs. So this is either going to be a confidence building moment for one of them, or it is going to be this guy is clearly not the answer. We have to get the other person in there. I truly think it's down to that point with these two. They've both had so many calamitous errors in such a short span and I think you've got to find a pair that you really like going into the playoffs. And I don't know that it's clad and Vera, even though that seems to be where master is leaning. is. I think it is too, but I don't know that it's set in stone because he has been just so not good or it's and, Hidalgo. he played as center back in this yeah. last game that's or Oviedo, i think is a genuine oh, option yeah. i don't like it but i think it is a true option so that's going to be my one to watch just to see if there's any relationship built with uh whoever it is next to justin glad because that's not a position you just rotate guys in and out that's not left wing you know you can't just throw anybody out there and expect them to be a cog in the machine so i just want to see those guys get reps in
1: chemistry whoever it may be yeah, that's a great point. I think, uh, typically in defense, you've got your two solid center backs that you can count on and we haven't really had that. Um, I'm going to stick away or stay away from picking a one to watch in the defense because I think it's such a great place, uh, on the field recently. Um, I, but I do, but to add to what you're saying, I do think it is Justin and Vera for me personally. I think that's probably the lineup going forward for whatever reason. I know they both make mistakes when they were playing together earlier in the season. It seemed like the other one would cover the other one's mistakes. Um, so hopefully that happens. My one to watch for this game is gonna be Diego Luna. I think getting a goal in this game really helped his confidence. The very end of the game, as I think it was like the ninety minute plus four, he's he's going to try and slow up the keeper as the keeper's gonna kick it and he gets in his way and then takes a shove from the keeper. And I think that level of um of just trying to slow the game down and trying to to show that side of him comes with his confidence as well. So I I would be curious to see if this is a start of an uphill trend for him to get get a little bit more confidence. And hopefully he can show that in a game against the Rapids where he's going to have a lot of teammates coming back from international leave. Like you said, Alex, I don't know if a lot of those guys are going to be starting. And so he probably gets his opportunity in this game and he probably gets his opportunity all the way through this game, um, which I
0: would like to see. Question for Alex, because I know Cody's answer on this. Just for fun, though. Who would you rather have starting alongside Justin Glad in this last regular season game against the Rapids? Would you rather have Brian Vera or Demir Krylock as an experiment? (laughs) Haziel Alorosco is my final answer. Not Not even joking, throw
1: Demir back there. Just try it. Because he he came in as a CDM. Try him back there. Yeah, I don't even care. He's probably I mean, faster than Marcelo. Please Marcello. don't try it, he's, please.
0: He's probably better there than he is up top at, at a striker. Like, not even joking. He actually might be. Please don't actually try it. The age-old question, how <laughs> good of a center back would Messi be? The world may never be. Okay. Happen. No, that's... Stop. <laughs> but even, no, dead serious. I think he might be better at center back than he is at uh, striker. Give him a shot. Why it, not? It's, it's, you guys I mean, are talking crazy. You're It's you're bagging too him. late. You're worst on case Brian scenario, Vera, Marcelo Silva. Answer the question, uh, Brad Vera. Okay, Brian Vera. that's that's good. Just just making sure. Um, let's go ahead and move on. We like we said, we wanted to kind of talk about the playoff situation for RSL. Um, understandably, after this Rapids game, we'll be looking at the playoffs a little more on our episode next week. But just kind of to let you know the landscape, let you know where RSL can possibly land uh, with the result of the Rapids game this weekend. They have a chance to land anywhere between 3rd and 6th place in the West. They're out of the uh, the playoff game, so luckily don't have to have a, pl- a play-in game, I guess I should say, in the wild card game. Um, I was reading up on the format for the playoffs this year because I feel like I have brought up the playoffs and like I thought I knew it was happening, and then I didn't. Um, do you guys know how it's going to work this year for the first round, at least? Best of three. Yes, yes. It's a best of three, and then after that, it's a single elimination. Uh, the higher seed hosts those single elimination games. So best of three, RSL is guaranteed a home game. If they finish a higher seed and the series ends up being 1-1, that final home game would be played uh, at America First Field if RSL has a higher seed. Uh, So those seeds are the first, second, third, and fourth seeds. Um, the, The third seed, RSL still has an opportunity to get the third seed if they are able to beat the Colorado Rapids. And then if Seattle loses their game against St. Louis and Houston has a loss or a draw against Portland in Portland, that game is in Portland. And then the Seattle game is in St. Louis. Now, it's also important to state that St. Louis at this point, they've secured the first spot. They have nothing to play for. So they'll likely just be resting their starters in this game. So not going to be super competitive. So I think there's probably a very small chance that St. Louis ends up winning that game. I think Seattle... Probably wins. Um, fourth seed, though, RSL has a, a fairly good, I think, I, I honestly think they have the best opportunity to get the fourth seed. And here's why RSL will need a win, which I think they can do. And then Seattle, a draw or a win, which I think they end up getting that. And then Houston with a loss or a draw. Houston's playing Portland, as I mentioned, and Portland needs to get a win to be guaranteed to stay into the playoffs. Um, I think that they're going to go all out, and they're going to try and beat Houston. Now, it's not an easy thing to do, but it's at home for Portland on a terrible turf field, and I think they've got a little bit of an advantage. And so I think RSL can end up in fourth, the fourth seed, fifth seed. RSL can get that with a draw and then a Vancouver draw or loss, or a loss and a Vancouver loss as well. And then they can get the sixth seed with a, a draw away this weekend and a Vancouver win or loss and let's see and van that didn't make sense at all um okay so sixth place with a draw and a vancouver win or loss and let's just win our game baby let's just let's just win our game we I'm don't even like, have to worry yeah i'm just trying to lay so it if, out just so that you can see where rsl can end up and, and what they need
1: i think my my personal feeling with it is correct me if i'm wrong if we do get four seed we play the fifth seed right Yes, that is Yes, 4th
0: seed to play the 5th seed, so it would likely be Houston. We're the Dynamo.
1: I say we stay as far away from that as possible. Dynamo is a team that schmacked <sighs> us but, the last two times but, we played them. But if, if Houston... I'm not taking any butts in that situation. No, I no, think listen, if we play Dynamo listen. in the first round, we're out.
0: Listen, if Houston draws or loses, and if Vancouver wins their game against LAFC, which I don't think that's probably going to happen. It's in Vancouver, but if Vancouver were to win that game, they would jump up to fifth and we would play Vancouver in the fourth seed. I like that. And, and I'm
1: okay with that. I, I'm purely saying if we end up in the fourth seed and Van uh, we Dynamo don't want the Houston, fifth seed, I would avoid that. So, Is there any other team yes. besides LAFC and St. Louis FC yep. that you guys would not want to play over Houston Dynamo in the first round?
0: Oh, over Houston Dynamo. No, Let, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and rank this. Like, I think the possible opponents for us in the first round are Seattle. I don't need Houston. to rank it. I already know
1: dynamos at the bottom and I would, I'd be okay <laughs> playing against anybody else.
0: Fine. Seattle, Houston, LAFC and Vancouver. For me, it's like in order of who we would most want to play. I put Vancouver at the top. Obviously um, I'd say probably Seattle's in second, then LAFC, then Houston. None of these, you
2: know, am I excited to play? I just think we're limping into the playoffs. You're not excited Even... to play
0: Vancouver? We've owned no, them this year.
2: No, I'm not. We've I mean,
0: owned them this year.
2: They beat us in Vancouver. No, we beat them. Beginning of the season in Vancouver. In the Asper game? Oh, we did win that game. That was the Kaie game. How did I forget that? We were down 1-0, Jeez. and then we came out of nowhere. Yeah, we did win that. You're right. We do own Vancouver. Yeah, it'd be fun to play Vancouver. You're right. But honestly, this is the question I want to ask you. This is my fun hypothetical. In your heart of hearts... Truly, do you believe RSL has a better chance of advancing to MLS Cup at home
1: or on the road? Home. Neither. I mean, if I, if I could pick neither, I'd say neither because I don't think it's happening. You have to pick one. At home. Home. We've 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 had flaws in both places, but I think the answer is away. I think the same. Because we have just played so much better away for some reason this year than at home. That I think the same. You I really I
2: really think we are it. better served.
1: And I'm not saying we go throw
2: the game in Colorado. I don't think that's the case at all. But I truly believe we will have better success on the road in the playoffs, playing the same matchups than if we were playing them at home. Pablo if- is very, very good as a man motivator. There is something true to be said about how this team battles, especially on the road. And I think that is truly an advantage. I think playing stress-free is big for this team, and I think it is easier to do that on the road. And I would genuinely rather have RSL playing meaningful playoff matchups
0: on the road than at home. That's great. If you feel that way and RSL ends up in the fourth seed, let's win the first game at home. And then the second game's away. That's perfect. But that's been in a that struggle. Game. But that's and been then, the
1: struggles winning those those home games. I know all about it, man.
0: That's fine. But we're gonna get a home. We're gonna get a home game no matter what. In the I first think round. I
1: know the answer so for me. You, you guys, I'm gonna ask it anyway. Would you rather have three home games or three away games in the first round for ourselves? Three, three away games. I genuinely think this is a better team on the road.
0: That's fine, but it, that's not gonna happen. We. we I have think would you <laughs>
1: say three home games then? If we lose to Colorado, um, it's very you know, possible. It's extremely you know,
0: possible. I'm. It's I'm. Likely, I would say. I'm fine with the format. I'm fine with mixing it up because that's how it is. If you and had to pick
1: three yeah. away or three home.
0: uh, w- w- Two home, one away.
1: No, if you had to pick three away and three uh, home, I which would I'd you pick?
0: I'd pick the home. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I, yes, I agree. They've been a fantastic away team, but home playoff games have a, a different atmosphere. It's a different feeling. I don't know. I, I think it's slightly different, but it, in the first round, if they end up in the four seed, you get, the The home game to start. Let's say we win that one. The away game, win that one, and then if you advance and you're playing a uh, the first, second, or third seed, I guess it'd be first seed if they were to advance. St. Louis, then that's an away game against St. Louis. I'll take that. Like, I in sec in the second round. I know we're looking a little too far ahead, but like, I'd rather play St. Louis than LAFC or Seattle. I think. But the game we have in front of us is the Colorado Rapids, and I think.
2: I think I think there's enough of the if-ands or buts. I think we just win that game and then we assess from there.
0: Yep. Okay. Agreed. Well, RSL will have a home playoff game regardless, so uh, we'll be previewing. Well, we'll be previewing either the home game or the away game, regardless. RSL will have a game. We'll be previewing that next week on our episode. Uh, anything before we we sign off on the episode today, Alex or Cody? I'm good. My conscience no, is clear.
1: I'm really happy to not be a Colorado Rapids fan. Conscience, not conscience.
0: Happier to be an RSL fan, despite uh, injuries to key players and players not playing right now for international duty. But regardless, tune in to uh, to the game Saturday against the Colorado Rapids. See if RSL can pull it out in the last regular season game. Should be a fun one. Also, make sure to follow us at RSL Season Pass on Twitter. You can find Alex at Alex Mauer. You can find Cody at the Cody Act One, and you can find me at Ethan Kershaw Nine. Also, all of our episodes at www.rslseasonpass.com. Leave a question in the pod trivia database. Do it because Alex will be happy. And you trust me, you you want to make Alex happy. You want a happy Alex. (laughs) I'm not a sad Alex on the episodes. And once again, thank you to everybody who has left a rating and or review wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us. It helps us a lot. And we appreciate you for even just listening to the podcast. But then rating and review is just, it's so much better. So once again, Thank you all very much for listening to the episode today. We hope you have thoroughly enjoyed. And on the weekend, you can enjoy an RSL win. And we will talk to you all next week. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of RSL Season Pass. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review wherever you download your podcasts. If you didn't enjoy the show, uh, please keep that to yourself. Be sure to check back next week for a new episode. Same time... Same place.